Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome friends to another r slash entitled parents video. Today we've got a story of the most nightmarish grandparents. But first a story from 6H's D5, adults like mac and cheese too. This just happened. I was at a grocery store getting their hot bar for lunch and noticed there was about a single scoop of macaroni and cheese left. I love mac and cheese. I already had it on the serving spoon on its way to my box when a mom with her 7-8 to eight year old kid marched up to me and said, You really are taking the last of the macaroni? She gestured to her daughter implying I should let her kid have it instead. I just smiled and replied, Yes I am, boxed up my food and walked away. No verbal response from the mom and kid but mom was staring daggers. Mac and cheese was as delicious as always. Unless that kid is looking about ready to just keel over. Like, hey, I'm sorry, absolutely random kid, but I would get what I would want for lunch. And if you want mac and cheese, most grocery stores with a hot bar for lunch probably has some kind of refrigerated or at the worst, you can get your mom to make you some cheapo craft stuff if you really want mac and cheese. It's honestly kind of uncomfortable and weird that this mom tried to push off like, I guess I would say guilt in this person who just wants to get some mac and cheese. If you were in a situation like this, would you be able to keep just boxing up the food? Or would you feel guilty or maybe too imposed upon to want to keep going? Let me know how you guys feel in the comments down below. Our next story is from Eve H, 1970, entitled Grandparents and Wedding. This was many years ago, but still leaves an imprint. My significant other and I paid entirely for our wedding. We were only 22. My biological father wasn't around. I asked my granddad if he would give me away at my wedding paid for his corsage and suit hire. Grandparents lived an hour to an hour and a half from the venue. They weren't frail people. My fiancé and I were living separately until marriage. He offered my grandparents his room for the wedding night so they didn't have to travel back. Grandparents said before they accepted, they would travel over to view his room. We show them through, granddad's face going red with anger. Then he blurted out, you can't expect us to stay in that dump, so we're booking a hotel. The place wasn't modern, but certainly not a dump. It offended my fiancé. Moving along until after the wedding, I get a call from Grandad. The cost of the hotel was crap. As you didn't get me a gift for being in your bridal party, I'd like you to cover the hotel cost. I had never stood up to my grandparents, but that day, I did. Telling him he offended my fiancé and then proceeded to demand a bridal party gift when he was given a place of honor that I said my brother or mum could fill if he could not. No, that one is actually crazy. I've never heard anybody expect a gift from the bride and groom for showing up. Now that is some serious audacity and some seriously overinflated sense of self-worth. This next story is from an anonymous poster. Entitled Mother Leaves Brother for a Month Without Food gets furious I called her about it. Some background information, my 19 year old brother has not lived with our dad for a while, but even so, dad still supports him, brother still stays with entitled mother for most of the week, and any other time he stays with his 19 year old female girlfriend at her parents. 
I left home a few years ago, and since then, brothers become the target to Entitled Mother's behavior. Brother's in no position to leave Entitled Mother's, as his work doesn't pay much, and living at our dad's isn't an option at the moment. Entitled Mother is in no way in any financial stress, as she has a well-paying job and no extreme expenses or problems. And still, Entitled Mother always acts as if she's one day away from poverty, while indulging on anything she wants for herself and herself only. Her money is to do with whatever she wants, but she shouldn't come to complain and act as if she's poor after spending her monthly $500 on clothes and hair. To say brother and my relationship with Entitled Mother is complicated is an understatement. This is only the latest story to the endless saga which is our Entitled Mother. The story, recently Entitled Mother left the country for a month, leisure, and even though she told me she'd make sure brother had food and money to get anything else he needs, today I found out that that's not the case. The food she left him barely lasted a week, including rotten food she left in the fridge. And she decided on the plane itself that instead of leaving him some money, he should just ask for money back after buying groceries. Normally that's fine, he's a responsible adult who can take care of himself, but not only does he not actually have enough money to buy the groceries, even if he did, she's always making such a big deal of paying us back that it's honestly just uncomfortable and she kind of expects something in return. So after seeing how much weight brother lost in the last two weeks because he's eating like crap and understanding from him that he basically has no food except for what his girlfriend's mother made him after she heard about the situation, I gave Entitled Mother a call. Instead of actually listening to what's going on, understanding that what she's doing is not only unhealthy for him, but it's also making brother feel like he's just not important enough to her, that him having good food at home just wasn't even on her mind before the flight, she decides to go on a rant about how ungrateful and spoiled we are. And if B needed money so badly he could go to our dad, he did. At this point, she inserts her age-old argument that dad stopped paying child support. Obviously, as brother isn't a child anymore, and until the mother is far better off than him. Also, what does that have to do with anything? And a new but her favorite argument lately... What a terrible sister and daughter I am for not taking care of my brother and buying him groceries instead of her, while I'm absolutely broke at the moment. Anyways, Entitled Mother's rant continues for a whole 10 minutes and nothing comes out of it as usual. There isn't any satisfying end to the story, and honestly this is a behavior pattern I remember her having since I was a kid, so I expect absolutely no change from her just here to unload this anger off my chest. I'm just wondering where most of the brothers' money goes. Because OP said that they do have a job and they're 18 years old, right? Shouldn't they realistically be at the point where they can get themselves some food? I mean, honestly, if he's a totally average 18-year-old, is it that callous for the mom to start weaning off supporting them? I'm just curious about the brother's situation. Are they working part-time at minimum wage or something where... After paying maybe some kind of rent, they just have no money? Actually, no, he's 19, he's not even 18. Our next story is from Boo Cod M. My mom ruins my relationship with my brother. You need to know four people for the story. Me, my older half-brother who's in college, my mom, and Jay, my younger brother. Backstory, my brother who just finished college and paid off his tuition is 21. He had $2,700 in his bank account ready to save. Me, my younger brother, and my mom were looking for clothes for the new school year. 
There were some shirts which felt tight for me, a scrawny 137 pounds. However, my brother, who's bigger, maybe 160 to 180, said he needed a bigger size. My mom, who's severely overweight, made a comment saying, then lose some weight. I was shocked and gave her a look. When she cooked, I didn't need anything saying I was on a diet. I wasn't actually on a diet, I was just saying that to avoid eating her food. Nobody for the next two days ate food. She must have been offended by this. This was strange since it's not like I was sad about weight or how I was eating. The next day she was watering the lawn with my brother when she called me asking, You still on that diet? Because me and your younger brother are going out to eat later, you wouldn't be able to get any. I responded with yes. Then I called my younger brother and pulled him to the side. I then told him if he ate her food, he's an idiot. Me saying I had a diet made her say that she'd take my brother out to eat. When I confronted my brother, I found out this was not true. So now my mom's wondering if I'm jealous, calls my brother, and asks what happened. He said something different from me. I think she thinks I'm jealous. Any lie, no matter how small, was a problem. She said for nobody to eat her food, to not wear our clothes, and to pay bills. I thought that was it. What happened? The next day, my older brother ran into our room cursing me out about how I lost him $2,000. Apparently, our mom paid something for him and took the money back in rage. He said this must be how it is to pay child support, how much he hates me, and says how apparently I'm now his son because of how he gets in trouble because of me and is paying expenses for me. He says how if my brother didn't say how he got offended, forget it, and he doesn't speak to him anymore. I once heard him crying. Recently, anything I do saying his name gets him mad, saying bless you, talking to him, anything. He's aggressive and mad. He doesn't even talk to me and says he'll never talk to me again. He says that I got offended from my brother and if I had never done that, this would have never have happened. I say I never once said his name and never even thought about him during this whole ordeal and him getting in trouble was out of my power. He said himself he'll work and get his money back, but he won't ever forgive me and is keeping this true so far. He's talking to my younger brother, but not me. Well, I don't really know about the whole older brother situation, but I think the reality here is the mom is like all kinds of insensitive and is like taking revenge out on their own kids and going around behind their backs trying to scheme and pit them against each other, really. The mom is clearly controlling and overbearing to the point where every single kid, even the 21-year-old oldest son, is afraid to go against her. She's the one that took $2,000 from him, and he goes and just tries to blame OP for all of it. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. This next story is from that one introvert 7. No matter what I say or do, or if I'm just trying to lighten the mood, my mom snaps at me. Since I, female 19, was a child, nothing I did was perfect or right and I've come to accept that. Lately, things have been tough for reasons that would take too long to explain. I've been trying my best to help my mom, female 46, by offering to help, trying to get her to laugh, trying to be optimistic and so on. But she just gets angrier and raises her voice and gives me her horrible mom look. I'm sensitive to this because I grew up with an abusive brother and no matter what anyone did, he hasn't changed. I've tried to help. I've comforted her. She's ranted about everyone and everything. Complains about her job, which I understand it can be frustrating. I've been trying to be there, but I'm exhausted and I feel like I'm making things worse. 
and I just can't be around her much without wanting to cry. She's never been 100% supportive of me, except when I was considering becoming a therapist or medical assistant, and she had a hard time accepting my sexuality and has defended my abusive brother because he's on Adderall now so I should forgive him, but I can't keep doing this. I'm always wrong or I say the wrong thing and she just gets angry. I'm hiding in the bathroom trying not to cry because my brother's pet is sick and we've been trying to keep her afloat and she's being negative and I try to offer an optimistic ending as she's on meds and was interested in food yesterday, but to no avail, she just snapped and pretended that it didn't happen. What do I do? I've been trying so hard my whole life and I don't think I can handle this much longer. Everything I do pisses her off. She tells me that I'm an adult and that that's more important than my disability when I'm having a rough day. I'll call her and she'd tell me to suck it up and so on. I can't move out because I've got health issues and need to live with someone, so if I go into anaphylaxis or can't get out of bed because of my pain, they can assist. Am I the problem? Is there something wrong with me? Why is she always so mad at me? Why does she snap at me all the time? I think what OP needs to keep in mind is OP seems to be trying their absolute best to not upset anybody by trying to say things that are optimistic and nice. Honestly, I feel like maybe the mom has some stuff going on personally, and whatever it is they've got going on, I feel like they've allowed themselves to attach to being so negative or harsh on OP as a terrible form of like a coping mechanism, like their way of trying to like let some of that frustration or built up steam out. I mean, beyond like some kind of therapy, I don't know what the best solution is for OP besides maybe just removing themselves from that environment and just not letting that keep happening. One thing that is absolutely certain, OP's not at fault here. Our next story is from Faye Lem today, Grandparents from Hell. So this is about my grandma and grandpa. I, 26-year-old female, am getting married next spring. My significant other and I are paying for the entire wedding, so we're organizing it the way we want. Closest family and friends, rock band, flower crowns, and a cocktail bar. All was going well until grandparents from hell decide to show their ugly side. Jokes aside with the nickname, my grandma was the sweetest, most gentle person until this fight. My grandpa, on the other hand, he's an angry individual who I don't particularly care about. On to the showdown. The list of guests was completed and I was talking to my grandma about it. For my family side, it's going to be seven members because I have no relationship with others. As in, in the eight years we've been dating, no one has met my fiancé. That's how close we are. But suddenly my grandma makes a face and tells me out of the blue that I'm disrespecting her. I get confused at first, asking her to elaborate. She tells me that her family is a part of her life and heritage, talks to them like a few times a year, and she believes that I don't respect her and value her as my grandma for not including them goes on to say that she raised me and was there to teach me everything when I was a child and that I owe her this much. She even offers to pay for them. I explain that they mean nothing to me, they're just some people I've seen a few times in my life. She gets even more offended and tells me that they cannot matter less than my friends and colleagues. I confirm that's exactly the case. My grandpa, who was sitting angrily next to us, starts yelling at me that I'm being horrible to my Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Grandma, and that she deserves better. 
She yells at me as well, saying that my behavior is killing her and that I'm being selfish. Important to know is that my grandpa is so, so scary when he yells. He even gets violent sometimes. Tried to slap me once, but I threatened to slap him back if he tried. He was screaming at me and he abruptly stood up as if to confront me. I got scared and threw a glass to the floor in a mix of anger and fright. Cue even more yelling. Long story short, the entire neighborhood heard our shouting. I had an anxiety attack. They told me that I'm the garbage of this earth and that they won't even come to my wedding. This hurt me greatly, but I told them to go screw themselves. This is definitely a situation where you frankly just cut them off and you don't give any leeway to them. These people honestly sound really insufferable and you just honestly should not give a second of your time to them. I'd say don't even give them mental real estate, you know? Just ignore them, cut them off, don't give them any time. Our next story is from Blue Cinna, entitled Parents Are Upset I've Reduced Contact. So for some context, I've had a complicated relationship with my parents and sibling for quite a long time. It got worse after I finally got the courage to tell them about abuse I suffered growing up that they never caught into and don't really believe happened. Because of the issues with their relationship with me, they made sure to do everything opposite with my younger sibling. For some extra context, when I got into college, I would commute back and forth. Now, I was legally an adult, but because I lived in their home, they placed strict curfews on me and kept track of everything from where I was to who I was with. I had never done anything to give them an idea that I would do anything crazy or dangerous. It led to a fight, and they kicked me out. My sibling, on the other hand, had no restrictions from day one, and made a lot of bad decisions that I ended up fixing, and never had the same problems with the parents, and still lives at home. This has been the norm since then. Now, several years later, I decided to take my parents on a dream vacation to Disney, which I would cover everything except my sibling and their food. We met every month to set up things we wanted to do and plan. I had been several times since moving out due to good budgeting, which they could never get a handle on. Because of this, I told them what to expect. We go on the trip and everything we planned is promptly ditched because they didn't believe me. They broke promises to join back for different experiences and made me feel like it was a waste. When we got back home, they were happy, so I dropped it, and they said they wanted to do it again. That was a few years ago. Now, my family has a habit of calling me when they need advice or help, and then forgetting I exist and never updating me on outcomes. My sibling developed this habit as well. Well, six months ago, they started calling me for advice on setting up a new family vacation, and this time they wanted to do it right. After a while, I get the feeling the trip is only for the three of them, so I ask. I don't need to pay for anything, so I never expected them to, but figured as part of the family I would at least get an invite. Well, my sibling just put up a notice that the family trip was booked for the three of them, and again I'm left on the outside. I'm frustrated and tired of trying to keep contact, especially since I get scolded each time for focusing on my work, school, and home. They don't understand my need to get my final degree, so it's mocked. I've since gone very low contact, and while I felt guilty at first, I find it's getting easier and I'm starting to feel better. I'm still bothered, but I'm starting to feel like I can be me without judgment. I definitely think OP is going about this the right way. Frankly, they're just being not supportive. They're not being inclusive. They're not wanting to engage OP in anything that really resembles an actual family. If I was in OP's shoes, I'd be feeling particularly used and uncared about. So I think OP's doing the best thing, pretty much 
near cut them off and just focus on you and build you up to be the best version of yourself regardless of what they think or how they interact with you. This next story is from normal reddit user 22, crazy high lady gets her correct order, thinks it's wrong, tries fighting the employees and then her mom comes to scold the police. I said I wouldn't post any more of my dad's police stories, I lied. So yes, my dad's a police officer and has many stories for me to grind karma on. Today, I'll present you with a story about a high entitled person who forgets what she orders and attempts to attack the employees for getting her order right. Chapter 1 Prelude My dad started with this part. He reviewed some camera footage to learn what happened because that's his job. A lady with a navy blue cotton shirt and some dark gray jeans. She had long black hair and dread style, that's what my dad said. She had entered the store and ordered a number two or something like that, then goes in the bathroom to do drugs. No, for real, she really did that. She came out stumbling around and such. My dad didn't name the drugs, but there were needles. The fast food joint called 911 because of her publicly being drunk. Chapter 2, Action Begins. The lady then started yelling at the employee because she thought she ordered a number 12, which wasn't a number on the menu, and jumped onto the counter and stomped her feet yelling her head off a little. She threw the number 2 meal she ordered into the back, which made the manager come out. The lady then grabs a pocket knife and threatens to stab everyone and herself. Chapter 3, OP's dad appears. This is when my dad came on the scene. He said dispatch reported only a drunk woman, not what she was doing now. My dad enters the store with his partner, let's call him Bucky after Bucky Barnes from Marvel. The lady looks over and grabs money from the register, crumbles it up and tosses it at Bucky. The lady tries the spitting move, guess how that worked. Bucky goes to the car for a utility. The lady drops from the counter and hits the manager who dodges the first punch and uppercuts the lady onto the floor. My dad grabs his taser before ripping away the knife and grabs the lady and she then bit down on his arm. Thank god he wore sleeves that day. He point blank tases her and she falls to the ground. But then she dashes to the manager to bite his leg. That failed because my dad grabbed her throat to slide her back since she was on the floor. He then uses some pain compliance to stop her from attacking them anymore tased her again and manages to put her in cuffs as she fires spit in every direction. My dad gets up as Bucky laughs his butt off as he just avoided the fight. Bucky puts the spit mask on the lady, stopping her from spitting on them. She yells that she can't breathe when she clearly can, or else the department wouldn't have the spit hoods. These aren't the plastic wrap spit hoods, these ones are less easy to apply but are more humane. During the fight, one of the employees was arguing to the mother of this lady. My dad tells Bucky, handle the lady on drugs, as he goes to the mother of the lady on drugs. The entitled mother says, you are big pigs of capitalism. You only care for the next dollar than the customer themselves. Treat my daughter as if she was the owner, because after this lawsuit, she will be. You little series of slurs. Not even little. You are... My dad now intervenes perfectly. Whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. The entitled mother turns her head and says, what do you want? This man's trying to grab me and harassing me. My dad says, don't lie to me, there's cameras. You were just cursing this poor man out. Come and talk with me. At this point, Bucky's fighting again when he went to lift the drugged woman up. She dashed to the gift card stand and tipped it over before smashing into a little kid. My dad runs over with his taser drawn, yelling orders. Bucky grips the lady's shoulders and pulls her onto her back. The entitled mother looks over in shock. What are you doing to my daughter? R-wording her like you always do to black people? 
My dad was pretty tan, being from the Middle East, so is that racist or jobist? Bucky manages to restrain her with his taser. The lady yells that Bucky's choking her. My dad leads everyone out of the store, but my mom won't budge. My dad gives her an ultimatum, leave the store or I'm going to force you out. Understood? Entitled Mother responds, understood, I'm not leaving. I guess Entitled Mother didn't understand what force is. So my dad grabs her and tells the employee to go behind the counter as my dad grabs the screaming mother out of the store. Bucky's now playing the hit police game, who can kick more than the officer can grab. Sadly, the lady scored a minus one as Bucky grabs her legs, pulls them apart and teases her, but she still fought, trying to headbutt and kick my dad and Bucky. This goes on until the mother enters the store. The mother grabs Bucky's neck from behind, which makes my dad Spartan kick her in the head. The funny thing is, the lady on drugs said, little witch, towards her mother. Bucky yells for help from one of the manly enough employees. Backup arrives in the form of a manager. The manager asks what to do, and Bucky tells him to do a pain compliance method. It worked. The mother was crying on the floor as my dad gets up to handcuff the mother, as Bucky finally controls the latter with more pain compliance. Both of them are escorted. One of my dad's favorite quotes is, if you're fighting people with your fists, backup comes after you're done. It's been true 9 out of 10 times. Backup arrives to transport the drugged woman separately, leaving the mother to the hands of Bucky and my dad. Guess who needed an extra spit hood? Sadly, no, they only had one spit hood in the back for some reason. Bucky goes inside to get some statements and video as the lady is in the protection of my dad. Bucky comes out with some good old-fashioned duct tape. The mother spits on my dad and then Bucky, as soon as the latter enters the car, opens the door, teases the mother, and slaps the duct tape on her mouth. That's a callback to what Bucky and my dad did before they had spit hoods. Chapter 4 To the Station The mother's mumbling and trying to yell, at one point starts bashing her head on the back of the seat. For context, that hurts, and it hurts so bad that your protectors will stop the car to make sure you don't do that. The entitled mother found this out and kept doing it. Bucky employed pain compliance that didn't work, so he just let the entitled mother do it after many warnings. Once at the station, the entitled mother complained that her head hurts. I wonder why. They get her out of the car, and she says she can't breathe. Let's play fun LEO facts with an LEO's son. My dad and his cop buddies all agree, if you do anything lawful, even put a criminal in handcuffs, the person will say they can't breathe. That sucks for you. She drops to the floor as Bucky picks her up. She drops to the floor again. This was meant to make it seem like she can't breathe. My dad ripped the duct tape off her mouth and then the lady claimed she had brain damage because they bashed her head onto the back of the seat. Bucky points to his body cam and tells the lady to cry in jail. They hand her off to the police station staff to put her in a cell. Ten seconds later, the police who are putting the entitled mother in the cell need backup. As my dad and Bucky approach, they see the entitled mother slamming her head into the wall. They tase her, pick her up, tase her, pick her up, tase her, I think you get the point. All of that until she was put into a police station holding cell. Chapter 5. Charges on me. The lady on drugs was charged with destruction of property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest, threatening assault with a deadly weapon or something like that, battery, assault, and some assault on an LEO charges. The mother gets a aggravated assault, resisting arrest, resisting lawful orders of an LEO, and something else I can't remember. End of story. 
Yeah, so although the daughter was the one that went into the bathroom with the needles and whatnot, I think it's pretty clear that both of them had to be on something pretty crazy. I mean, something that like literally drove their mind wild because they were just acting not only crazy, but like bath salts level where they just kept getting up. This next story is from Aiden Call, entitled Mother Takes the Seats of the Cinema from Two Children. This story doesn't end with a happy ending, so it's kind of frustrating for me to remember it. In this story is my brother, who was then 6 years old, me, 13 years old then, and a darn mother, who I hope gave him diarrhea because of the nachos and popcorn. We wanted to see a children's movie at a local theater, Hotel Transylvania 2. We saved a lot for it because we didn't have much income back then. My aunt helped us buy the tickets through the cinema app and left us at the door of the cinema. I wish I hadn't. We went to the box office to collect our tickets and enter the cinema. To do this, keep in mind that this movie franchise sells tickets with a seat number, example A8. Our seats were close together and in the middle of the room because the movie in general looks and sounds pretty good. The line was long, but we didn't take that into account. When we entered, we went to take our place. We wanted to enter, but a lady stopped in front of us. She says, what do you think you're doing? We say, taking our place to watch the movie. She says the whole row is reserved for us. I say, sorry, but you can't do that. She says, well, we already did. Go bother someone else. I tried to get to our seat several times, but the lady pushed us out of the row and no one wanted to defend us. The administration didn't help us either because they didn't find anyone to help us and no one wanted to listen to a 13-year-old girl. The movie was about to start and it was dangerous to leave a 6-year-old alone in a crowded room. What was the solution? One seat was unused inside the theater, so my brother used it, and I ended up watching the movie on the steps of the theater. Did I enjoy the movie? Absolutely not. Did she use the chairs she took from us? None of them. Did I want to face her? Of course I did, but there were four other people besides her. I just don't know where this lady gets off thinking that they can take a whole row. Like, what even is the issue? Could this entitled mother be possibly scared that these kids are going to be kids watching a movie and like act out? I don't even understand the rationale. Did they want to feel like special? Like as if they could afford a VIP where they just rent out the whole row? I just don't understand what the entitled mother was trying to prevent here. Like what did they gain in experience from preventing these people from going and sitting in their row? And I think the saddest thing here is the administration didn't want to help out a kid who was in need of help. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.